You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Uh, They're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podme.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. So this movie clearly is a love letter to like Commando and Cobra, right? Because this is just nonsense killing all the way through. <laughs> this movie's ridiculous. Extraction with Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm still trying to come down from this uh, gun porn ride that I just went on uh, with Chris Hemsworth here, who seems to be kind of playing a um, particular character, one that he's, I feel, played before, but um, that might be just my my opinion. Ryan, four writers on this movie, what'd you think? Uh, they can all go to hell. Wonderful. I have a very, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right from front, uh, front Street here, guys, I apologize for suggesting this movie. I know there's a reason for it, uh, but I regret my decision to even open my mouth about it. Really? Why? 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 It's just not a good movie. It's it's incredibly boring, except for like that twenty minute action sequence. I'm sure we'll get to later on. But there's not really much redemptive stuff in here. Well, it seems it's, that this movie was made by a stunt coordinator, Sam uh, Hargrave. It's like his big, his first, uh, first bigger piece, I guess. But it looks like he's main. His main bread and butter was stunts, and what. A resume, uh, stunts for Avengers. Um, I'll just say all of them, and just like so many, all all the big action movies and the comic book movies in the past, looks like 10, 15 years. Looks like this guy's been a part of. Yeah, he was he was Chris Evans stunt double there for a while. Um, so Ryan, it, this is an interesting standpoint for you. I had no interest in seeing this because when I first uh, heard about this from you guys, I checked out the trailer on Netflix. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like Triple Frontier. And and Eric and I reviewed that with Ed last year, uh, last winter, and that does not bring back fond memories. I thought this was going to be that. No, no, this was clearly Commando uh, Stallone. Like this is this is a muscle-bound guy. Well, not, not muscle-bound. But this is this is a guy who you know is going to die at the end, and he's going to go and save the damsel. Uh, in this case, it is a fourteen-year-old boy. Uh, they they kill children in this, and it's crazy. Well, that's uh, not the first time we've seen that in the movie. You know, it, it happens uh, often when it comes to serious movies. You know, the one I think of City of God. That one is actually uh, pretty hard when you have images of of children shooting children. And guns, so that just kind of reminds me of that. Uh, but yeah, this—I um, feel like this movie was. I told you, Jordan, about maybe 15 minutes of setup, and then after that, it was 
keep your seatbelt on, or sometimes take it off. Um, whatever the situation, I guess, calls right. for. Because o- Ovi or your, the kid Ovi, I think, right? Uh, yeah, took his uh, seatbelt on and off. It seemed I don't know why they made it a point to to highlight the seatbelt rule, but because right. it's safety, safety. So. So, so Chris Hemsworth is, is, is a mercenary. He gets hired to do a job because we got a drug lord who is in prison who has a son, and then his rival drug lord kidnaps the son, not for ransom, I'm assuming, just because he could, I'm assuming. Because we had no idea what his plan was when he kidnapped the kid, right? Like They didn't actually say what the rival drug lord's plan was. I didn't think that there needed to, to be one. He had said that it's not about the money. But we assume that money is of just not even a thing for these guys. You know, it's a message, right? He's about the humiliation. I believe he had said it's it's that the rival gang member is able to do it. I'm able to show more weakness by taking more from you. Okay, that okay. I guess that's a hard pill to swallow. But uh so of course I did not know that that Chris Hemsworth was going to go and rescue the kid within the first fifteen twenty minutes. That was shocking. I thought the whole movie was going to get him, and that was it. This is this is this is a this is a rescue mission afterwards. An extraction mission. There you go, Ryan. Ryan, you're not long for the ride on this. Not really. It's. I mean, there's, there's literally. I mean, at this point, there's, there's nothing, nothing super interesting for me. Uh, even like Chris, I like Chris Hemsworth. I think he's pretty good. Um, but like this is such a. It's different from what we see him normally play, like that goofy tough guy sort of thing. Um, uh, he's like this hard-edged guy who drinks alcohol while taking his oxycontin. For his his back pains and his knee pains, and, and he's got a tortured past, uh, but uh, yeah, he's. I'm, I find I am I, at this point. I am just watching it because I have to. You're just watching. It you have to. <laughs> yep. Here's a uh, so, here's a guy who doesn't really care if you live or dies, uh, and I guess neither does the and viewer. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, like we have seen this movie a thousand times before. That's why I keep on saying Commando. I mean, this is what it is. It's just Schwarzenegger doesn't no, die. It's too. very obviously. It's very obviously uh, heavily indebted to those big, uh, bloody R-rated action movies from the '80s and the early '90s when you could make big, bloody action movies and have right. them, you know R-rated and still get a wide release. But see, this is why I think those kind of movies have a little bit of a sweet spot compared to now. Is like movies like Commando, Cobra. Well, hell, even in the uh, mid-2000s with Expendables, the kills are so outlandish and ridiculous, it's kind of cartoonish, you know what I mean? Where you don't feel gross watching it. I felt dirty watching this movie. I I had to turn off and walk away when they threw the kid over the fucking roof, like like under a 10-year-old kid. That's, you know, like, that was the part... Huh? Uh, that was the part that that did it. Not when Tyler Rake used a rake to to kill somebody. Shoved his head on on top of the of the metal rake. Look, no, yeah, it's it's very it's. But that's my point is that 
movies like Commando, it's 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 outlandish. It's ridiculous. The motherfucker lifts up a car, right? This is real, kind of quote unquote. You know, like bodies get shot in the head, they go limp, they're dead. I mean, like it's just it's so realistic to a degree where it just it makes me feel dirty. Hey, uh, because, you know what I mean? I uh, you, okay. So the kid that got thrown off the building, uh, tragic, right? But what's the the movie rule about about death? I know nobody, no death, nobody, no deaths. But you hear him scream all the way down. And you hear a splat. So no, I mean, nobody, no death. That kid is probably uh, uh, up and about right now, plotting his revenge for the sequel, which has been approved. There's a se- uh, okay. Well, we'll say that for the end because that doesn't make sense. So, so and then and then why the kid throwing is happening? One of the older kids is like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna help you out for whatever reason," and cut off the fingers. Like this very stupid bullshit. You know, like all oh, this is the bad guy's gonna make a kid cut off his fingers. It's nonsense. Nonsense. Well, see, I hate I hate that part of the movie because I, I find it incredibly dumb. Uh, like lazy writing, um, okay. to have your to have your villain do something outlandish as to kill his own uh, foot soldiers because they're nobodies, they're nothings. Um, it's like it's it's a lazy way to present your villain as evil and remorseless. I feel like but again, this movie isn't trying to be anything more than just a a, a shoot 'em up movie. Um, but I, 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 I still think they could have given the bad guy more than just, oh, he's he's this kid's dad's rival and he does bad things. Yeah, because cause the guy that I was surprised we had weight with was uh, the kid's bodyguard, who it's his job to find him as well. And they have a great little fight between him and Chris Hemsworth. And what I liked about that guy is that uh, towards the middle of the film, he calls his wife and his kid, and, hey, you know, if you don't hear from me in 12 hours, pack the money up and leave. Like, we actually saw, I'm going to say depth or wait, because we don't usually see a bad guy like that. You know what I mean? Um, I just I just kind of wish that was the bad guy instead of the uh, kid-killing maniac. Sure. Uh, I mean, again, just like to to Ryan's point as well, too, that I think there could have been a few things that they could have done because, like, the, you know, um, the, his competitor, his competition's already in, in jail, and it looks like this guy's already running shop. Like, he runs, he's got the police force, the army, uh, every you know, the street kids, everyone at his disposal here. Like, all, all this just to send a message. Like, going to war... Just to, to kill this this kid and send a message, it, it was the the motivation for this. So I, I felt like there could have been, you know. Well, some- this wasn't his territory, though, right? That was the whole part of the bridge scene at the end, and why they had to get to the to the other side of the bridge because that was that guy's territory, right? Is is that what that is? Because that sounds like some Ichabod Crane shit to me, then, Jordan. That's exactly how I took it. They were like, we got to get to the other side of the bridge at the end of the movie. we got to get to the other side. Get the kid over. And then there's the quote-unquote good guys waiting for him. Fucking Ollie Oxen freeze over to the bridge. and Right. You know. That's exactly, <laughs> right, right. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, buddy. I mean, like, I mean, did well, you no, see how I get that? Set up, it's set up that the Dakar 
um, the town that the whole, I want to say, third act takes place in is controlled by the villain. He controls everything and everyone there. So as long as they can get out of the town, past the bridges, they're they're safe because they're no longer in his town. Literally what I just said. Okay, yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, you would think that a, a drug lord, if he's blowing up half his fucking city, that a, a bit of a of a border isn't going to stop. Like, he's got helicopters, and he's just got huge just miniguns that just ripping through, just destroying everything. And he can't, you know, there's an imaginary line that's his weakness. Right. No, it's it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable. What also is unbelievable is this eleven minute and thirteen second action one shot sequence. Um, can I can I say something real quick that you guys probably will agree with me on? Sure. I hope that I hope that this not become a fucking trend of this. This was shot in one take. No, it wasn't. Shut the fuck up. This was an obvious like, splice. Like obvious, but it's like, but but that was the selling point. And there's other movies that we have reviewed in Movie Guys, and there's other movies that I've seen personally, where like the big selling point is this is all one take, like how 1917 was. No, You're shut right. up. What was the? There was one movie that was truly trying to wear the crown for that. It was that scary movie with Elizabeth Olsen. Do you guys remember that one? Oh, the haunted house movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's see if I can quick uh, uh, look it up here. But yeah, there's been a lot of other movies that have done this. Uh, Children of Men, I think, did uh, the one shot as well too, right? Right. They have a lot I, of long takes. And yeah. I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear that I don't dislike, you know, like the long take or like or like the one shot thing. I don't dislike it. What I'm saying is, I don't like. That that's the selling point to make people think like, hey, this is a movie called Blair Witch. This actually happened. No, it didn't. There was 25 cuts in this 11 minute, 13 second action sequence. So stop selling it. And the reason I'm not, saying that they're not but, hid very well either. They're, they're, no. The cuts are very, very noticeable. Like when they do the blending of from one shot to shot, uh, from one shot to the next shot, it's. It's very obvious um, because the graphics go blurry for just a split second. But I mean, it's it's exciting. I'm not, it's I'll, done well. I'll, it's I'll done give well. Them that like it's 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 probably the most attentive I was during this whole movie. But there is the issue of diminishing returns because as it goes on, it goes from the car chase sequence to the, the them fighting through the building. To eventually him getting into the fisticuffs with the uh, bodyguard, um, and then it just devolves into them like just throw, getting hit by cars and, and having no side effects to them. Um, and it does get boring after I would probably say the two thirds of the way through because it starts to feel incredibly repetitive. Um, but for a, for a short period of time there, it's it's really fun to watch. No, yes, 100%. I think that that action sequence, uh, that one-shot action sequence, is really fun. I thought it was done well, staged well. Uh, that was the highlight of the movie. I kind of wish the whole movie... I think the highlight... I think the movie could have been that if they... I mean, they could have 1917'd it and made it all one. That probably would have made it interesting. 
Um, well, I think it might have been if they would have done that to do it, it would be hard to do a single take presentation for a movie like this where he's going to another country and he has to fight his way through an entire town. Um, if, if I mean, they could do it to where he's trying to get the kid out of that building and they can start with the car chase and lead into the building and stuff like that. But then that might be too similar to the raid, you know, right. where he's going level by level. I don't know. I just don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think that the story they're presenting here would would lend itself to that type of presentation. Now, well, that's the the problem have... with it is that uh, Silent House, by the way, was the movie, uh, the one shot movie with Elizabeth Olsen. But uh, that's just what it is. Is that um, you have a conflict in this movie to try to balance out the action, which clearly is what people are, are going to want to watch this movie for. Uh, there's not anything groundbreaking as far as acting or story here, but at the same part, I, I feel like the stunt director, uh, literally stunt director, director stunt, whatever, uh, had a pushback saying that we want more from you know more character, more than this. We we have uh, 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 David uh, who Stranger Things, David Harbor. Harbor. Yeah. Uh, on here too, which she really did not need to be at all. That whole sequence, that that whole spending the night sequence, I think just cut that out completely. You didn't need any of that, but you well, had that. Side, they have Hopper, Hopper yeah, but it was there because you are expressing some humanity. You get some backstory with Tyler Rake and and what he's going through. He just opens up uh, to Ovi about what happened with his kid, about his kid had died young from leukemia. Um, you had some some foreshadowing here in the beginning of the movie where Chris Hemsworth kind of had this blurry image, a flashback, if you were, and it was so blurry. And once, you know, he kind of gets closer and closer to his death, he starts seeing it more clearly. Um, that's supposed to signify something. Well, who the fuck cares? Again, the, the story w became so irrelevant in this movie that it, it took away a lot of it. It wasted time, and it really didn't didn't need to be. We could have had this Jack Ryan character, and I would have been completely fine not really knowing or caring about his family or his son. You know, you, you could you could do that just you could do that without that. I I feel like you you've taken a twenty minute TV show and made it two hours with stunts. Well, I'm always I'm always a fan of the guy who plays Hopper, because I'm a Stranger Things guy, and it's always nice to see him in stuff. But I will agree with both of you. Uh, once he's like, hey, call... I'm just going to call him Hopper. It starts with a C, if I remember the movie. I'm going to call him Hopper. Uh, he's like, hey, call Hopper. I saved his life once. As soon as he says that, I'm like, oh, he's going he's gonna to try to turn him in, because I've seen this movie before. You know what I mean? And sure as shit, you know, like... Uh, Gasper, Gaspar is the oh, is Gaspar, David Har yes. is Harbor's name. Yeah, and and of course that's what he does. You know, uh, I I called it out. I think you two also have called it out when that happened when they, when when Hopper comes into play here. You knew he's gonna try to kill the kid. You know, but yeah, we we all have a double cross. Ryan, and I might have the same thing for you too, Eric. Ryan, how about you on this one? Was Hopper? actually wrong on wanting to just kill the kid he'll take care of the body because the kid's a walking corpse and take the 10 million dollars was he actually wrong or or not yes or no what do you think on that one 
Well, more like logically, sure, kill the kid. I mean, if you don't think that they have, they don't. If you don't think they stand that much of a chance of getting out of the city alive, well, cut your losses and then take the money. But from a, but the question is a moral one. Uh, what what are your morals? Are you going to sacrifice the kid for the money? If you're the good guy, absolutely not. And I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, Tyler was not going to make that decision. Uh, it was very yeah telegraphed from the beginning it, this I don't like this movie okay <laughs> uh, Eric same question I'm same with uh, Ryan on this one right well yeah so you have this guy who is we're assuming of the same kind of tier caliber that our main character is right as, as Tyler Rake here uh, and so he's been in the business of mercenary business for a while. He understands the ins and outs, I'm sure. He has life saved by this guy. He, for some reason, is also living in in this Middle Eastern comp, uh, city. Uh, but um, of all of his years, for some reason, he just decides, to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should trust the drug lord. Never tried that before. Uh, after all my years of doing this, maybe I'll just be like, hey, this drug lord told me that if I kill the kid, he'll give us a bunch of money. I think I'm going to believe him this time. He seems like a pretty, you know, trustworthy guy type of thing. Just like, whoa, like what fucking mercenary would even think that's an actual option? You know, so not, you, you kill the kid, dude, they can, you're not getting your money. No, no, you're not. You're not even getting your life. You're going to say, hey, I killed the kid. Great, bullet to the head. I mean, like, that's just how this goes, right? Well, that's uh, simple logic, yeah. It, it just seemed kind of easy for me but not easy for him which is kind of why this movie just seemed to kind of again the characters were just really dumb anything that was in this movie was merely for the main character to obstacle Kill. over yeah uh exactly to overcome and and just make it more of of that type of movie i i did like um the weird uh kind of twist of saju the bodyguard or the uh special forces uh, friend to um, the kid and, and his dad. Uh, at first he was uh, competitive because I think what, what, that if he saved the kid that they would save some money by not paying the mercenaries. Well, I, I, is that I understand like, that right? I actually actually I actually rewound and watched that part twice. So this was the plan. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not joking guys this was the plan. He didn't want to pay any money. So his plan was to hire Chris Hemsworth because he says he knows a guy, right? So he hires this person that hires Chris Hemsworth. He doesn't know who Chris Hemsworth is, right? Mm -hmm. And then the plan was to have that mercenary, right, do the dirty work for him by actually killing the guys and getting the kid out, right? And then once the kid got to the boat, him and his team was going to kill everybody in the boat, kill the mercenary. I got the kid. Nobody's getting any money. We're good. That was his plan. I Ooh. rewound it twice. That's a mess. That is such a, a horrible idea, mess. It's just sloppy. So I, again, I don't think any any trained person would. But again, it doesn't matter. Um, trying to actually, find an excuse what? for that. Not, actually, you know what? I have to be quite honest with you, man. That's not a dumb plan. Okay, I don't want to spend any money. I'm going to pay this mercenary to do all my dirty work. Go in, kill the guys, get the kid bring him to the extraction point once he's there 
my team moves in, kills his team, the kid's mine, it's good. That's actually not a stupid plan. Uh, yeah, okay, I think. You, you say that now, but I mean, then you watch th what happened, and th that didn't work out at all. Like, Well, not every guy's a Chris Hemsworth, though, either. I mean, come on. It's, it's uh, not stupid, Ryan. Ryan, I do think this is a stupid movie, but do you think that was a stupid plan? Well, it's not stupid because he doesn't have any money. The The father in prison, his assets have been frozen. So he has no way of paying in the first place. So he has to resort to his skills. And logically, it makes sense. Logically, it makes sense. But it does overcomplicate the narrative of the movie. All right, valid point. Okay, both of you. Both of you had good points on that one. I feel uh, like they could have... Like, they could have made him the villain. Like, they could have made the bodyguard the villain in some fashion. And they could have yes. saved him turning into the good guy for the sequel. Like, I feel like they rushed through that that storyline aspect to shoehorn it into this. I'm assuming just to add to the runtime. Because this is almost two hours long. Mm. And it ha it does not need to be. No, no, no. It needs to be a buck 30 with credits. No, like this does not need to be two hours. Almost to the end of the movie here, to the end of the review, but just a few more things to talk about. So while all this is going on, we got plot, subplot, G, I guess, because there's so many different things. And we got this kid who was on the roof who was going to cut off his two fingers, but he didn't. And he is in love with the drug lord somehow, not literally, and is infatuated with him at least to do horrible things. And uh, him and his group of uh, wet bandits, I guess his kids, I'm making a joke. Uh, I, I, my first thought was uh, Oliver Twist. There you go. <laughs> Oliver, from that, Oliver when Twist they're on the wrong bandits. side of the tracks. There you go. Uh, and he fails to get a curve Sandsworth. He cuts off his own finger and gives it to the drug lord to show his loyalty. And he makes a request. And the reason I'm saying this is later in the review. He says, when you get him, please let me kill him. And it's like, okay, and then you never see him again until later, and it's like, yeah. uh, But we do get the bridge scene where they team up at the end, and this is where the nonsense killing really gets into play. SEAL Team 6 for the United States military, as far as we know, is like some of the best. I mean, SEALs are like one of the baddest motherfuckers around, right? I don't, I don't think one SEAL could kill as much people as this. this guy kills a whole fucking army. This is ridiculous. Yeah, literally, like a, a small army. Yes, this one guy, even even the most badass fucking SEAL couldn't survive that. And, and some of those kills are, were just like, I, I remember ma making like reactionary noises to it just because those uh those those parts where he has to like uh, shoot them and he shoots them like in down into their collar, you know, like and in, in just like Almost like you know, uh, uh, nozzle downward on the collarbone and just like into their chest, you know, going. It was uh, nuts, or like those knife scenes. Oh God, it's 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 so brutal. Uh, the, it's just. Yeah, a lot of it was uh was pretty nuts and pretty uh, gory, and I mean I, I didn't I didn't mind it. Uh, again, I, I like a, I like me an action movie, and uh, I got me an action movie. And of course, he defeats a tank. Well, and not literally tank, an armored vehicle. It's like really, like it's getting even more ridiculous. We get to the bridge scene, and all they got to do is cross the bridge, and everything is fine. There's a helicopter, but of course, the bad guy has helicopters, and he has a general who's a 
uh, expert marksman, American sniper, Chris Kyle kind of style. Uh, Every sniper in this movie, not a sniper has not missed one shot in this movie. No, all of all of them. No, not one. And of course, the bodyguard gets right in the face, dead instant. Like it's oh god damn. Five miles out. And, you know, it's just yeah. Right, headshot, right in the eye. Right in the eye. And then uh, let me ask you this, guys. How so? The movie opens with him crossing the bridge. We're making his way through the the smoke and debris, and he's bleeding and stuff. And he sits down, and he has that flashback to the ocean where you see the feet, um, where you later find out it's his dead son. And then we get to the actual scene. Is the opening because they wanna they wanna present in media res? They want to present something to get you hooked being like oh what's going on what happened how did we get here do you think it's necessary at all to have that for your opening no the opening should have been him jumping off of a cliff and sending indian style the bottom of the goddamn lake <laughs> that's ridiculous the, uh, i would have rather had that the callback rather had that yeah uh, no the, the opening scene uh i agree uh the opening scene should have been something to more with the antagonist have been building up more of the drug dealer um or maybe even a bit which more is, uh, which uh, is the what kid. they do right they go because they have that and then it flashes back i think it says two days earlier or two days before yeah a- after when it shows ov coming out of school after the title card i think is when we start getting that that build of uh a bit more of what that is but it doesn't go into anything else other than just being like, here's this kid. Here's your point of interest. Obviously, kid's very well to do. He's got nice cars. He's got personnel around him. There's something about this kid you can tell. Um, not really liking his life too much. And then we get the adults in his life a bit more. You can tell that oh, he's this kid with privilege a bit more. And then, and then he gets kidnapped. Right, we're just, yeah, no, we get the, we get yeah. the the you know kind of the elusive. We told you to come home. We told you to come home. It's like, oh okay, why is there a war going on? Is there something? Were you giving warnings? Can we you know as an audience maybe see a, a warning or like some sort of you know a, a motive of some sort? Like is this is there is this a retaliation of some sort? You know like is this how long is this war been going on? I think that would have helped a, a, a bit more um, just to, to tie in with. Uh, I guess with the the other characters in this movie. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, this that that's not been the opening. Just because we've seen this movie before, you have a you have the opening shot. Be that, you know, he's gonna die at the end, so you just spoil the movie for the audience. I mean, that's how these movies go, right? Uh, a mercenary who is hard and chiseled, but also deep down has a heart of gold. And, Believes in morals and values, will always do the right thing, but also is haunted by demons of his past or ghost of a dead family. Come on, Jesus fucking Christ! So, yeah, it sounds um, like a like a lot to be honest. Like oh, we've heard it before, but yeah, I, I, we knew it. We knew it. Well, you got so, the the surprise ending in this in the the did the you guys alleged <laughs> the alleged surprise ending? Yeah. I mean, you guys want to talk more about the action because it's all kind of the same. No. We're just talking no. about that. Where yeah. the, each guy gets a bag of guns, 
of high artillery and they go down the bridge and they kill they one shot kill every police officer even though that they're in full uh vest helmet uh and right. guard equir- uh, equipment anything like that they're they're able to snipe and and sharpshoot them into necks and and just like collar shots every single time right like right magic and bullets Chris Hemsworth he gets it Chris Hemsworth gets it through the neck by the kid who cut off his finger and that kid survives Chris Hemsworth then falls off the bridge into the water Erico he says no body no death nobody no says, death but then it says he's, eight months huh he's definitely dead right he, India Where? has is notorious for having the dirtiest rivers because that's they, <laughs> most of them put their shit in the river i'm not not trying to generalize that is that's what is the common accepted expectation is that they will throw their like their shit because they don't have you know very poor areas uh which this movie takes place in i'm assuming what is supposed to be considered contemporary to a ghetto um they they're not gonna have the the best plumbing, so they just throw their their feces and their waste in the river. And he has a, all these wounds, not to mention the giant gaping wound coming out of his neck. He's dead. Well, yeah, he he's not. Got shot clearly, a few times. clearly, there's a well, there's a sequel that's been approved. And before we get into the very last shot, which I would like to ask about, is we get eight months later. And the bad guy is taking a leak, and there's the hot chick partner for Chris Hemsworth, who's in a very stunning gown, pulls out a gun and pops him a few times in the face. And then and then uh, the kid jumps off the diving board. He does the Indian-style sit like Chris Hemsworth does at the beginning. He raises up out of water. He looks, and there looks like a white man in a ball cap in the background. You don't know. Cut. And Eric said there's a sequel. So if he survived... I don't want to review the sequel, but this movie guys podcast, we're going to have to. Well, it, it may be uh, Extraction is uh, something about uh, the kid. Maybe it's 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 him that goes into it, and maybe that, that blur is just uh, kind of a vision that he is haunted by of uh, Tyler Rake. Who knows? But I know that I, I think they were trying to become somewhat uh, kind of deep with the drowning Um uh, what what did he say? I'm trying to think. Remember, there there's a little heart to heart they had when they were in hiding when they were spending the night, and the kid had said that he read it in a book that drowning is not when you go into the water, not when you dive into the water, but when something something else. Oh, he's talking about. Is that what they're talking about? Bravery. He says you're very brave. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah that might be what it is. Boo. Boo when you test a burger. Boo. Anyway, yeah. Let's get our popcorn ratings. Let's get our popcorn ratings. Uh, Ryan's go with you first. I know what you're going to give it. Let's uh, let's see what you have to say on extraction. What's your popcorn rating? This is a very small bag for me. It's not a no bag um, just because there are some parts that I liked about it. Um, I like that extended action sequence, though it does devolve into you know, incredible silliness near the end. I did like the sequence in the alley um, when they're trying to escape from the little kids trying to shoot them just because Chris Hemsworth's reaction to the whole setup. I liked Chris Hemsworth in this, um, 
for the most part. I, I hate the script. I hate the writing. I'm not a huge fan of the direction. The um, I don't know why in these major Hollywood movies, they whenever whenever they show India, it seems to be India in particular, it always has a yellow filter. And I don't know why that is. Why they've decided... Sand? Sand? I, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily buy that. Buy that as the reason... Um, because like it's there's not a whole lot of sand where they were, you know, they were on a river, they were in the city, so like I but I don't know why in particular they choose that filter because it makes it look like they could have had the regular they could have color correct color corrected it normally. They usually use blue filters um, for like uh, for these big movies, but. The yellow, I'm assuming, is supposed to add a layer of dirt and filth and grime or something to it, and I, I think it would have looked fine without it. Um, I I feel like this is this movie is trying to bridge the gap or trying, trying to bridge, bridge the the, the style of the big, big budget budget. '80s heavy action movies, like hard R action movies, with the new John Wick style, sort of like when mm. um, the Born Supremacy, well, yeah, the Born supremacy that's the second one became uh, that became big and that whole shaky cam quick cut style uh became popular so much so that even james bond started taking it on for two movies um i think this is trying to be both of those things and it it fails miserably um and it's just i i i don't know outside of the coronavirus and everyone being forced to be home, why this had the largest like premiere weekend on Netflix. <laughs> Same reason why nonstop won its opening weekend. It's because it's Thor, an action movie, killing non-Americans. Nonstop, the Liam Neeson movie is what I'm referring to. That's what but it is. I, f- oh. I feel like casuals, though, would would turn something like this off at a certain point, right? No, casuals are the ones I love this. We're the ones that are the freaks. We're the ones that sit here and diagnose and think and and uh, wonder what's going on because a little experiment and then I'll get my popcorn rating. Uh, I work with a lot of, I, I work with a lot of, uh, you know, oh, those kind, kind of people. people. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, hey, tonight I'm going to re- uh, review Extraction. Oh, that's that, that's that Thor movie. That movie's badass, man, America. So, I mean, yeah, that is your casual audience. Yeah. Indeed, America. I'm like, okay, because I'm seeing half of it right now, and it's not great. Okay. Anyway, uh, me, I'm going to go with Ryan. I'm going to go with a, a small bag, man. Just, just a very small bag, just because that action sequence with the 11 minutes one shot was, was, was really cool to look at. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Um, he's not quite quite the rock with his charisma, but it's nice to have a familiar face because this movie would be absolutely terrible without a familiar face, a big star like him uh, in this role. It would be very bland. It already is bland. It is already toast, but with him, there's a little bit of butter. Um, other than that, uh, I've been there, done that with this movie. So it's it's standard... It's blah. 
It's a directorial debut, so let's see if this guy can do something else besides Extraction too. So small bag for me. Eric, you're going to give this one a large, I'm assuming. No, I'm going to say with a, a small bag as well. Um, I'll give you the, the reasons why I liked it, and I think we've gone over everything else. Um, I, I like this movie because, again, with the casting, it's a big part. It really does make a movie. I, it's a big reason why a lot of movies will fail or uh, succeed is just because on, on casting alone. You get like a Brendan Fraser type for Mummy, it just works. And I think this is um, a good role for, for Chris Hemsworth. You know, uh, when he plays this this type of character, um, it didn't work for Tom Cruise because he's too short. It's not believable. It does not work for same thing with like Jason Stratham. It doesn't work because he's just, you know, too little and it's just like when that sequence where the big dude comes in, you know, in all these action movies, the big giant dude, and it's like, oh no, um, and he takes it's like that wouldn't happen. But Chris Hemsworth is like a believable uh, and not overly jacked uh, like a like a Batista or like a uh, Jason Momoa or like a Rock type character. You know, he's he's jacked enough to where he can still maintain his agility. Uh, it just works. He he fits in the role. Um, I would say that John Krasinski kind of did that same part, but. John Krasinski still has to kind of peel off that that nice guy thing because he's doing Jack Reacher right now on, on Amazon, right? I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but even though he can do the the action stuff, he still kind of has that you know the 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 gym look about him, obviously. Uh, and that's right. he has to break that. Uh, for that, I liked it. The stunts in this movie and the action sequences I thought were completely dope. I I liked them. I I was a big fan of a lot of the running after a while though it got a little when a human can get up after so many hits it's just like okay listen i understand staying staying down and like registering the hit but like when you get hit by a car or fall off of a building or something like that like something's gonna break or you know you don't just get up and just be able to run full speed after that, you know, like, so I'm not asking for a complete realism type thing, but the same part, don't expect me to believe that somebody who's getting hit by a car is able to do all these things right after there too, especially when a, a guy as old as Chris Hemsworth too is in an arm sling for one scene and they just, he's like, oh, you know what, fuck this arm sling, let me carry this, this uh, 40 pound gun now down the bridge. And then the, and then the other bag over my shoulder too. So it, a lot of it was just kind of hokey. It's just for the purpose of the movie. Anyway, I like the action sequences. Those were, those were really dope. Everything else about this movie was just not good. Story was just... We could have done this uh, better. You, you could cut out a lot. You could extract a lot from this movie, uh, actually, and, and save it. And I think it would have been better to, to have that. Um, just to, to take out... Or if you wanted to keep it two hours, cut out that, that middle scene... That lull with David Harbour um, and Gasper scene, we didn't need that whole double cross. You could have added a little bit more to why the antagonist, uh, why the two drug dealers are going after each other. Or maybe a bit more into the history of the mercenaries and their relationship. Um, because they just kind of seemed to, you know, answer the phone call and they were just kind of there. And it was like, well, wait a minute, who are these people? I don't care about any of these people. Who's this chick? Oh, she's not just a face. She's actually an agent, too. She's actually getting dressed and going in the field. So a lot of those questions would have been nice. We're getting a sequel, so I guess we'll get some answers. But I'm not looking forward to it. movie was too long. That's just what it is. It was, it was a fun right. action, action movie, but that's it.
All right. Well, uh, that completes our review of Extraction. If you are interested in this movie, it's on Netflix for everybody to watch right now. Next week, we're going to start our two-part series, starting with RoboCop. That is our Paul Verhoeven series, where he made RoboCop in 87, and then our review of that will be Starship Troopers in 97, and how his two satires compare and different in a 10-year period. So it'll be interesting to see those movies. I haven't seen both of them in quite some time, so I haven't seen RoboCop in a while. Uh, Ryan, how long has it been since you've seen RoboCop? Uh, maybe a year. Oh, okay, recently. I'd buy, Eric, I'd buy, that, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yes, you would. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like always, make sure to check us on social media and movieguyspodcast.pobby.com. And we'll be back next week with RoboCop. Have a good night.